In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Glory be to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and ever and unto the ages of all ages, amen. This gospel is read about three times on three different Sundays, um, and in, in the current theme of the Holy 50 Days, oftentimes called the, 50, the, the Days of Pentecost, um, it's read on the third Sunday, which is today, because in this whole season is talking about how Jesus, the resurrected Christ, is our complete fullness and is the fullness of our satisfaction and how he wants to be the fullness of our satisfaction. The psalm says, the Lord has been mindful of us. He will bless us. And it says he will bless us multiple times. It says, the Lord has remembered us and blessed us. He has blessed the house of Israel. He has blessed the house of Aaron. He has blessed those who fear the Lord, both small and great. The message today is indeed that God has blessed us and wishes to continue to bless us. And he himself, he himself, Jesus has this little discourse with this woman and then one with his disciples and then he spends a couple of days in this town called Sychar and I'm sure he speaks with the people there. In his discourse with his disciples, they, t they go and they get food and they tell him, Rabbi, eat. And he says, I have food to eat of which you do not know. And then they say, did somebody bring him something to eat? Who brought him something to eat? Like you could have told us because we went and we got him something to eat. And he says, no, no, you don't know what I'm talking about. He says, don't you say the harvest is four months from now, but look, the fields are ready for harvest. And he's talking about, of course, this town uh, from which this uh, woman was from called Sychar in Samaria. And he's also speaking for us. And then he says something. Jesus says something is often overlooked in this gospel, although we read it three times in the year. It says, one sows and another reaps. But the one who reaps doesn't reap what he has sown. But he reaps that he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. So, let's, let's do that again. David sows, I come and reap. Why do I reap? The purpose of me reaping is so that David and I can rejoice together. Well, it's not so much David, right? But it is God. He is the divine sower. And he is the one who is preparing my soul and the souls of many people to know him and to love him. But what is it specifically that we reap? When you reap, what do you reap? You reap fruit of whatever kind it may be, the fruit of your labors, right? Now, what kind of fruit is God interested? Well, in his conversation with the, the woman at the well, with Saint Fotini, he says to her, God is spirit and those who want to worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. So God is not interested so much in the worldly things of this world. He's not interested so much, forgive me, right, in the check that I write and put in the donation box. That's very good. It's very nice. But what's more important to God and to us if we are true spiritual people is where did that check come from? I'm not talking about your checking account or your savings account or somewhere where else where you may have pilfered it. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about where did it come from? Did it come from a sense of guilt? Did it come from wanting to cover something up that I've done? Did it come from a, 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 a place of gratitude and thankfulness, a place of overwhelming joy at how small I am and how much God has looked on me and blessed me as the psalm says. 
You can see, you see, it can be very different. I took a simple example with of money because that is um, uh, Jesus took many examples of money because they're very tangible, so it's very easy to talk about. But we could take other examples. You choose to be kind to a colleague at work or a friend at school or your neighbor or whatever. Why do I choose to be kind to this person? The Lord wishes with all of his heart, he wishes and he is sowing and he is preparing and he's pruning and he is doing a work in your heart and mind that we might bear spiritual fruits. What are these spiritual fruits? You can find them in Galatians 5.22. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering. That's like patience, being very, very patient, self-control and so on. There are nine of them. But there are not only nine. These are nine kind of like scriptural, biblical fruits of the Spirit. There are multiple other fruits of the Spirit, right? And God is wishing for each of us, you and me, to present to Him one day. One day we will come and we will stand at the, fr at the throne. And what we will bring to Him will be the housewarming present we're going to bring to Jesus for His homecoming to the kingdom of heaven is going to be a fruit basket. Right? And what is going to be in your fruit basket? I pray that it won't be empty. I have good news for you. You can fill that fruit basket with spiritual fruits in your own life. But you can also fill that fruit basket with spiritual fruits in other people's lives. So when I'm struggling to be patient with somebody and they're driving me crazy and I'm, I'm pulling my hair and you come and tell me, it's okay, John, don't... Don't, just, just suck it up, just this once. I know, just bite your tongue. You know you're going to say something and you know you're going to regret it. Just, just hold back, just hold back. Do it for me, do it for my sake, right? <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, I was uh, really, really, I got really, really angry with uh, somebody. So uh, my Sunday school teacher at the time, I was talking with him and I was, I was in a rage. I was so angry. I was 14 or 15. And he looked at me and he goes, he goes to me, you look like you're going to explode. And I told him, yeah, I'm going to explode. He goes, to, he, he went to me like this. He goes, hit me. Hit me. Go on ahead, hit me. I told him, I can't, I can't hit you. I want to hit him, the person who had wronged me. And he said, no, no, just hit me. Hit me. Go ahead, hit me. And he kept telling me to hit him. Finally, I did. He went flying across the room. And I realized how much anger I had that I was willing to hurt somebody who was offering me only love. What was that person doing? What was he doing? He was reaping spiritual fruit. He was reaping spiritual fruit. Now he may or may not have known what, what would come afterwards, and he may or may not know currently what did come afterwards, but a, a real and honest repentance of anger came afterwards, and a desire to never go back to that place came afterwards. There is spiritual fruit. Credited to Him. Credited to Him. God wants you and He wants me to be smart. To be smart. Okay? You know you're not going to live here forever. You know you're not going to live here forever. So, does it make sense to invest here or invest somewhere else? Right? Earlier in the introduction to the Pauline, all of my, all due respect, to all my beloved friends who are real estate agents, I was discouraging people from buying real estate where they are if they're going somewhere else. If you know you're going somewhere else and you know you're going to live there forever, now wouldn't it make sense to start investing and buying real estate over there? 
Especially if someone has promised you that in my father's house are many mansions. And over there, there's a lot of good stuff. So, does it make sense for me to invest here? Or should I be investing over there? And of course, I'm not talking about actually buying, I'm not talking about the physical and literal of buying, buying and selling of property. Go on ahead and buy your property here on earth. But that's not the point. But that's not the point. The point is, is where should my effort and my energy be? Should it be in growing my, growing my kingdom here? Or should it be in investing in the kingdom in which I'm going to live in over there? I'm shy to say this example. I'm really shy to say this example. But I feel like I have to. You know what St. John Chrysostom says? St. John Chrysostom says, you know why nobody believes you when you preach? He's talking to the people of his time. He says, you know why nobody believes you when you preach? Nobody believes you because you're telling people, lay up treasures for yourselves in heaven, and they can hear the workmen building palaces behind your back. And they're saying, wait, here? Or wait, I don't understand, sorry. Say that again, lay up treasures in heaven, but, but you're laying up treasures over here, right? So the Lord is telling us, the Lord is telling us, to lay up treasures for ourselves in heaven. And the treasure he's looking for is spiritual fruit. The treasure he's looking for is love, joy, kindness, peace, self-control, gentleness. And when we look at the Pauline, we find that we can, we can get these fruits in ourselves, in our community, and in others. In ourselves, we find all the advice we need for it in the Pauline epistle. St. Paul tells us, set your mind on things above and not on things of the earth. If you want to go back and read it again, go read Colossians chapter 3. Almost, we read almost the entire chapter this morning when we read the epistle of St. Paul in the liturgy this morning, Colossians chapter 3. And St. Paul is saying, now, he's saying, now, if you have been raised with Christ, yes or no, have you been raised with Christ? Yes. Okay. If you have been raised with Christ, then set your mind on things above. Set your mind with, on things with Christ. Why are you still thinking about things over here? If you've made a decision, if you have chosen, if you have believed, if you have repented, if you have gone and you've decided to walk the way with Christ, well, what? What? I don't understand. Why are you still... So he says, now he says, and he's very practical, he says, let us put off the old man, right? So let us put off the old man. So you change jobs, okay, but why are you still, okay, I was, before I was a policeman, now I am a priest. But why are you still wearing your police uniform? Okay, let us put off the, the old man. Let us put off the uniform, the way of behavior of the old man. And he describes what these things are, very practical. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language, lying to one another, right? And so on, right? And he says, because the new man is not Jew or Greek or, uh, or, or, or slave or free. The new man is Christ. I want to tell you something. I want to tell you something. Every single time you read something in scripture and you tell yourself, there's no way I can do this, a smile should, cross, should be on my face from one ear to the other. Why? Because if you read something and you can do it, then go ahead, go and do it. But if you read something in scripture that tells you, go do this, and you can't do it, then what does that mean? That God doesn't want you to do it? Why did he write it there? That God wants to do it in you. In you. 
Rejoice at the things you read in Scripture that you can't read and believe that God Himself will do them in you. And that's what St. Paul is talking about when he talks about the new man. Therefore, as elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But of, above all things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Who can do all of these things? I'm, I'm sorry to, to, to dash your hopes. Not me. Yes, I can try. I can try to forgive. I can try, but who can, with 100%, always and every day, be humble and meek and long-suffering and bear with others and forgive others? And if I have any complaint against anybody, say, just as Christ forgave me, I will forgive this person. I wish I could do that all the time. But to be honest with you, I'm not sure that I, of my in and of myself, can do that. And that's why I have hope and I believe that by the grace of God, He Himself is working this in me. And that is the fruit which He is so delighted to receive from us. For us to reap, He is sowing it so that we can reap it, so that we can rejoice with Him, like we said. And then since we're on the topic of love, St. John's epistle comes up next, St. John chapter 3, and St. John says that... We know we have passed from death to life. How do we know we have passed from death to life? Because we love one another. Psh, simple as that. How do we know that we have eternal life? Because we love one another. And there you go. There's that fruit of the Spirit again. Right? Love, which is the mother of all virtues. Right? And that's how we can, that's how we can have spiritual fruit not only in our lives, but in the lives of others and in the lives of our community. If we love one another, that servant who allowed me to smack him, that Sunday school teacher who allowed me to smack him, did it because he loves me. His love for me opened the door for him to reap many fruits. Why? So that he and God could rejoice together. Finally, in the book of Acts, right? St. Saint Peter is telling us how. How. And, it, and this comes up in every Sunday. You're going to hear me saying the same words. Because they are the source of our satiety. They are the source of our satisfaction. St. Peter says at the very end when he's talking with Cornelius and, and family, he says to him, Whoever believes in Him will receive remission of sins. It is enough. It is enough for you to believe in Him, for Him to begin doing this work in you and getting you and me to do this work with Him. With the goal of what? That what? That He who sows, God, and He who reaps, you and me, may rejoice together in the fruits of the Spirit that He is working in you and me. Glory be to God forever and ever, men. I have sinned. Forgive me, my fathers and mothers. Please, please pray for me.